Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Does God honor her 
second commitment over her first commitment. So in other words, does God honor more the fact that she divorced her husband and ended up rallying up the new family to take care of her ex-husband or does he want her to honor her first word and you know for better or for worse so it's something to think about you know it's easy to you know uh Think of what she did as being noble and nice and honorable and, you know, hey, you were able to get everybody to kind of rally around and, you know, take care of this man. But does God really want you to honor the fact that you told him as well as how many other individuals that you were going to take care of this first husband in sickness and in health. So uh, that became, you know, one of the challenges or the first challenge for the week. You know, something to think about. Something to think about. Well, Shantice, the switch with Shantice, we had on Monday and switch tip 175, display unconditional love. And From what we understand, it was inspired by the story of uh, this woman and her family. So, you know, a nice uh, connection to, you know, what uh, what we had just gotten finished talking about as well as what God expects from us. All right? All right. Well, that's how we spent our Monday. Well... Let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day rolled around, and uh, that was an interesting morning. As we got to talking about uh, Yusuf Salam and his traffic stop, and the fact that you know they allowed him to walk away uh, just from hearing that he was the councilman without any fuss or muss. And the next day, he made the news by telling everybody he was stopped. And uh, he wasn't in a good position to be stopped. Let's, you know, be honest. But, you know, we got into the details on Tuesday. Well, that sparked an entirely, I mean, thought-provoking conversation. Whereas, you know, are we truly, uh, what do you want to call it, are we delivered from our past sins? And, you know, the fact that we struggle as uh, individuals who declare that we have given our lives to the Lord, you know, we struggle. We struggle sometimes with, you know, just, holding on and making sure we don't allow our flesh or the enemy to come in between the work that God has done in our life. And it was really a good conversation. It was really a good conversation. Uh, You'll want to go back and listen because it might make you think about your own life, and hopefully it does. Because, you know, I'm sure God used that conversation to shed some light on, you know, each one of us 
to make us think about, you know, what we do and how easily we either do it or we don't. All righty. All righty. Well, wow, Wednesday rolled around and we got the morning started with our girlfriend Vivian and the socially conscious segment. And we talked about mm, the sexually transmitted disease and infections increases that are going on syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia. Oh my, yeah, those numbers are going straight through the roof. And, you know, there's an encouragement to get yourself together. Yeah, make sure you get yourself tested for those um, sexually transmitted infections or diseases. You know, it's nothing to play with. You know, those things can um, leave you with some long-term effects as well as, you know, any unborn child. Yeah, that's no joke. No joke, no joke, no joke. Well, we continued our conversation from last week, the ladies and myself, and we talked about all those sneaky idols and whether they were really sneaky or not. Well, wealth. Wealth came up. One of the first things we talked about this week was whether, you know, wealth is something that... uh, you see as an idol or not we all know that it's going to be difficult for the rich man to make it into the kingdom now i didn't say that i that's not me that's god himself saying that all right so make sure when you're praying for all you know that money and that you want to be rich that you are able to handle it because clearly it's not something that's easily done all right. Health. Is health your idol? You know, it's one thing to be concerned about your health and making sure that, you know, you take care of this temple of the Lord. But does it come in between you and God? Yeah. Does it take first precedence before your relationship with God? Oh, are you thinking? I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Well, that is uh, what we talked about. And you want to go back so you can, you know, see some of the other things that came up on that idol list. Yeah, make sure you want to, you know, you get that list. Very important. Very important. All right. Well, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around and uh, we got to talking about little tina yeah little tina over in that pennsylvania daycare and uh the teacher allows little tina to go in the bathroom when she's got you know those frustrated uh moments and she can drop all the cuss words she wants to yep you heard what i said Little Tina in daycare can say the B word, the NF word, any other word she wants to, you know, get off her chest. As long as she doesn't say it in the classroom, they let her go in the bathroom and she gets it all out. And then when, you know, when she's all settled, she comes on back out of the room 
and she resumes class as normal. Mm. Mm -mm. What a conversation. (laughs) Woo, talk about some mental health, emotional health, physical health, and spiritual health. Man, oh man, oh man. Woo, a lot to digest. Trust me when I tell you. Well, today is Freestyle Friday, and we get to do whatever it is we want to do. Well, talk to the men is what we generally do, and uh, we made it, y'all. By the grace of God, he dragged us through the week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm for one. I, for one, am happy. My mouth is super-duper dry, so I need to really let y'all go and get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right If you think dangerous blood clots can't happen to you, think again. Up to 900,000 men, women, and children are affected by blood clots each year, and about 100,000 die from them. Blood clots don't discriminate. You or a loved one could be at risk right now. The good news is blood clots can be prevented. Knowing the risks and symptoms are key. Major risks for blood clots include a family or personal history of blood clots, a recent hospitalization or surgery, pregnancy and cancer and its treatments. Symptoms of a blood clot in the legs or arms can include pain, swelling, and skin that is warm to the touch, red or discolored. Symptoms of blood clots in the lungs include difficulty breathing, chest pain that worsens with a deep breath, or a cough, coughing up blood, and a faster-than-normal or irregular heartbeat. Speak with a doctor about your risk for blood clots and seek medical attention if you have any symptoms. On average, one person in the United States dies of a blood clot every six minutes. Don't let that be you or someone you know. Stop the clot. Spread the word. Learn more at stoptheclot.org slash spread the word. Again, thanks be to God, we made it. 
we made it, hoping that you've picked up all the gems that you've needed to for the week. And uh, you're ready to get this party started. All right. What we talking about this morning? Well, I came across a list, and y'all, uh, you know how you do me on Friday morning. Oh, uh, we got a list of twenty R and B songs that turned twenty. This year And they claim That these songs Are Power packed And Can get us Patting our feet Snapping our fingers Bopping our head The same way they did 20 years ago Now I looked at the first couple of songs But I didn't look at the rest and uh, I would really like to know what's on the long end of this list. But the first song that comes up is Mario's Let Me Love You. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, it's I don't know about y'all. It took me forever to try to figure out this Mario Winans. Remember when he first came out? It was, you know, Mario Winans. It wasn't just Mario. And could figure out what it was that connected him to the Winans, because for some reason I didn't get that feeling. Like, okay, he's a you know a, a, a natural born Winan. Well, he's his mother married into the family, so that's how he became a Winans, and he grew up a Winans. And you know, this song will always. Stick with me because Not that it had my head Kind of bopping Baby let me love you But because this was the first song That My middle girl Ever choreographed A dance to And she was two And we had to watch her I mean dance to this song And she had about a million Variations of this choreography but she stuck it out, and today, at 25, she is still choreographing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Let Me Love You is number one on the list. Well, Sierra Goodies. My goodies. My goodies. Now, back then, I didn't pay attention to the lyrics. I, this one didn't do it for me. Um Maybe you did it for you or somebody else, but is the goodies thing what I think it is? Now that I say it, yeah, yeah. Well, that's number two. Wow. Let's see what the next song is. Oh, he's still sitting at the top of the list and going to the Super Bowl this year. These are my confessions. Just when I thought I heard it, you think this they got one on the way. Yeah, yeah. That this one was one of my songs. Yeah, yeah. But confessions number two, part two, is what they're flagging. They're not necessarily flagging the initial 
confession song. So I don't know. I don't know what happened to the first one, but mm. well, where's the list? Oh, Anthony Hamilton. Is that song that old? Charlene? Is that is the song that old? Wow. I don't know. I didn't know this song was that old. Come home to me, Charlene. Yeah, they ain't do it for me either. Uh, it's all right, but they ain't do it for me. Uh, Fantasia, free yourself. Now, Fantasia has a nice voice, but... I can't listen to no Fantasia past one song at a time. Yeah, I, I could never sit and listen to her CD. No, nah, there's too much hollering and whining for me. But Free Yourself is on this list. And uh, they're missing some songs. They are missing some songs. Well, here's, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to leave this open so you can send me some songs on your own. Now, Bring Them Out by T.I. is on this list. I've never even heard of that one. I've never even heard of that. Maybe you know what that song is. I don't know what that song is. All righty. What else is on this list? This list just, like, disappeared. There's, like, stuff that's missing from here. So go back in your arsenal. Think about what song was pumping in 2004. That's what it would be the 20. That would turn, those songs would turn 20 years old this year. There's another song that they're listing. I've never heard of this one before. Tipsy by Jaquan. What? Who is that? Y'all know who Jaquan is? Mm-mm-mm. Hold on, let me let me do something here real quick. Let me do something here real quick. Mm-mm-mm. Since we talking, let's talk. All righty. Wait a minute. Okay. Let's see. Let's see what comes up on here. Uh, yo, when I look at the songs from... Do you know those are the number one songs that come up? Those are the number one songs that come up. Wait. Okay. Burn. Let it burn. Oh, that's one. Now, that one. Oh. Now, should we have been singing that song, y'all? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't have time to go look up the lyrics. But when I think about the lyrics now, I don't know. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Uh, my boo, Usher and Alicia Keys. I remember that one. That one was all right. That was all right. That was all right. That was all right. <sighs> if y'all got a song, make sure y'all send it to me because I'm willing to. Li- I'm willing to list it. All right. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. That was 2004, y'all. Wow, I didn't even know that. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, lean back, lean back, 
a lean back, a lean back. Yeah, by the terror squad. Y'all remember that one, right? Okay. Hey. Even the church folk was leaning back. Hey. <laughs> oh, gosh. What else is on this list? Hmm. Let's see. If I Ain't Got You by Alicia, Alicia Keys. That was all right. You wasn't bumping to that. You wasn't bumping to that. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, you don't even realize that 20 years, you know, that it's gone by like that. Yeah, so when I'm listening to the, you know, when I'm looking at this list, I'm like, wow, okay. Mm-mm-mm. Me, myself, and I. Now, I have to say, Beyonce has come a long way from this one. She is not making no me, myself, and eyes these days. No, 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 no. She ain't making them songs no more. Let's see a couple of other ones. Hmm. You know, a lot of these, um, a lot of these artists are on here multiple times, so I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, the same people are on this list. I'm trying to find somebody who doesn't already have a song. Oh, okay. Me and my hotel. (laughs) That's all I could get out of it. I can't think of the other lyrics of the song. Cassidy and Aura Kelly is on this list. That was bopping and pumping back in 2004. And let's see, one more, one more, one more. Mm. Happy People. Wow. Is that a 2004 song? Wow, okay. Everybody know Happy People. Happy People, baby. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, pastor stuff like to cut up every once in a while. All right. But here's another list that I pulled up last night that I came across that I thought was really kind of interesting. I got, you know, I got a few more minutes left in my, you know, I do my entertainment things on a Friday. Now, they gave a list of states, the top ten states that have produced the most stars. All right. Number 10, Massachusetts. 3,756 stars have come out of Massachusetts. Wow. Well, number 9 is New Jersey at 3,800 plus. Michigan is number 8. Wow. Detroit, the big Detroit is sitting at number eight. Wow, wow, wow. Seven, number seven is Florida. All right, uh, Pastor Vinny. Florida is sitting at number seven. Number six is Ohio. Number five is Illinois, Chicago. Didn't I just call out what called R. Kelly twice? He's a Chicagoan. Um, they're at 5,700 and change. Pennsylvania, 6,400 plus stars have come out of 
Pennsylvania. Guess what number three is, y'all? Texas. Wow. They're at 8,300 stars they've counted out of um, uh, of Texas. All right. Uh, Let's see. We're rolling into number two. New York, New York. Yes, we're at number two here at 11,731. And number one is Cali at almost 12,800 people. Well, The Rock comes from Florida. Wow. Can y'all believe they got Donald Trump on this list from New York? Mm-mm-mm. Beyonce, we all know she hails from Texas. Philly, we know Will Smith is from that Pennsylvania. They're listing Walt Disney. They're counting Walt Disney, Lord have mercy. No wonder these numbers are so high. Illinois, he comes from Illinois. LeBron James out of Ohio. He played for Cleveland for quite some time, so I guess so. Serena Williams. I didn't know she was from Florida. Wow, the Williams sisters, okay. Madonna is from Michigan. I didn't know that. Okay. Whitney, they counted little Whitney, who we know hailed from New Jersey. Barbara Wawa, Barbara Walters, Massachusetts. Wow. So they just listed those to name eight for you. Wow. Wow. Well, we know that uh, we got stars that come from all over. Who I think isn't, let me see, aren't the, the Tate brothers from Chicago? Lorenz Tate, Lamar Tate, and the other brother Tate. I think they're from Chicago also, if I can remember correctly. Hmm. Well, who else is from Florida other than Flo Rida? Is he really from Florida? I don't know. Who's from Florida? Now, we we know all the Michigans. I mean, I'm surprised that they're at number eight. I think they, they didn't miss somebody because they only came out with 4,000 um, people from Michigan. So I don't know if that number is really um, accurate. Are they counting, like, from all time? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I just thought that was some interesting information. So I got to take a water break. My mouth is so dry this morning. I'm so sorry. Uh, What are we talking about? Today. Well, before we get to some other news, yo, Hulu, Disney Plus, and the parent, they are losing their mind and they are going to become quite annoying. Why? Because they are also jumping on the bandwagon along with Netflix, y'all. Yeah, they're talking about they're going to crack down on the password sharing. Y'all, leave people alone if you are going to charge what you're going to charge. Leave people alone. Now, here's the thing. They claim in this article 
that, um, what's his name, Netflix did the same thing, which we talked about, and we know that they did, and they're saying that, I want to get the wording properly, I want to get the proper wording, excuse me, because I'm about to refute that based on another article that I did, but what they were saying was that they want to, um, they feel that doing so, you know, blocking the passwords will increase their subscribers and that Netflix did it. They kicked that off in 2003 and the executives are crediting that to boosting their subscriber numbers. Liars! Don't try to sell us this because we did the, the story where Netflix lost what, one-third of their subscriber list, which we anticipated, because first of all, they're not playing all of that interesting stuff the way, you know, when they first came out. No. So how are you claiming that, you know, that they increased their subscriber list? Maybe that's what you want people to believe, but they did not increase their subscriber list. They lost quite a few subscribers because, first of all, your show, your, your uh, lineup wasn't what it used to be. And number two, you raised your rates. And number three, you started messing with people and who were, where they were using their, um, their, uh, their uh, where they were opening up their, their movies from. What, what do you care? Well, they are jumping on the bandwagon. They say that for new people, for new subscribers, as of January 25th, they're uh, bringing in their new terms. And if you are a pre-existing subscriber, that as of March 14th, you're going to have to deal with some changes. And uh, I, I just I just think it's annoying. I just think it's completely annoying. I, I, you know, maybe I'm not looking at the numbers because this ain't my area of, you know, maybe if you ask me about embroidery, I could tell you a little bit more. But, you know, when you count the pennies, you know, are they losing money because people are sharing? I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Well, y'all been raising rates like crazy. So somebody told me they were paying, like, for Hulu and Stars because, you know, you can add those premium channels to your, you know, to your basic Hulu account. And they were saying that, for Hulu and Stars, they were paying like $25. And if you are um, like us who've got about every streaming service there is to have, you're making your money because we're not always watching you. So you're making your money when we're not even, you know, looking at your channel. So are you really losing money? You know, I guess they figure maybe they are because if they're they, they now remember most of most people go with the ads for Hulu, um, so maybe they figure you know that 
the the uh, ads are not getting the uh, views that it needs to get, so maybe they're not getting the money. But I don't know. I said the same thing I said about Netflix. Leave people alone. Leave people alone. Mm. All right, what else are we talking about here? Mm-mm-mm. Let me see what else are we talking about. Well, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the family who uh, had the person uh, locked up and incarcerated, and the man, I think it was 70-something, he passed away. And when they shipped the body to the funeral home, he had no um, organs. The bag of organs, including the brain, was missing. Well... You got another set of remains missing. There's a woman out in Georgia who, now, I got to give you all this name. Tan Janika, who named their kid Tan Janika? Well, Tan Janika lost her teenage son, DeAndre, from a fentanyl overdose back in 2020. And she shipped his remains to her sister, who was going to make some customized urn. And she shipped some clothes with the remains in the same box. And she shipped the UPS. Well, the box never arrived to the sister So she I guess you know she put in a claim They claim, it, they said it left from where She mailed it From where she shipped it from is no longer there But it never got to the sister So she put in a claim And they Honored a hundred and A hundred and Thirty five dollars they gave her For compensation For the lost remains. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Number one, when you list what's on, what's in your package, she listed that the package contained clothing. Now, I don't know if you've, you know, shipped stuff from UPS, but they have like a a general, um, what do you call it, uh, like insurance on your shipment that they'll give you in the event something happens to your your package. So being that she told them that she was shipping clothes, they offered her $135 for what, how they assessed the cost of the clothing that's missing. The other problem is they don't ship remains. It's, it, it's illegal. They say they, you know, they don't do it, and uh, she wouldn't have been able to send it out through them anyway if she had said that they were remains. So the remains would be the ashes, her son's ashes, and she would have been caught out there anyway trying to figure out how she was going to ship it. She probably would have had to ship it in maybe USPS, um, but they said they wouldn't have done that anyway. So they said although, you know, they 
would not have shipped it. They are putting their best foot forward to, you know, find the missing package. And I got to read y'all this statement. I got to read y'all this statement. And I'm sorry, this is why you really need to get to know the Lord and his word because the statement that she made, I was like, wow. Mm -mm -mm. She says, and this is why I wanted to also tell y'all about this story. She says, if you ask me, it's just a, it's just like a repeating nightmare. She says, I cremated him because I had not seen him in seven whole years. So prior to, uh, I guess, him passing away, she cremated him. She hadn't seen him in seven whole years. So I cremated him so that he could be right here with me and we could travel together and do things together and he ain't here. You know, (laughs) I understand the, the fact that people, you know, they grieve and they mourn differently. But it's just certain places your head ain't got no business going. So I'm going to repeat. So I cremated him so that he could be right here with me and we could travel together and do things together. And he ain't here. Meaning that there were all these intentions and he ain't here at the end of the day. He wasn't with you once he passed away. And too bad that there were there was a seven whole year gap in between the time when, you know, you had last seen him and when he passed away. But you can't get that back. You can't get that back. How are you traveling with some ashes? We together. How are you doing things together with some ash oh my gosh. You know, it it's when you when when people mourn they go in all different directions, and you know I I can't dictate where you go when you mourn. You know when you have you know suffer loss that's great to you, but there's just like certain things that just you, you know God don't want us going through all of that. He God does God doesn't want us going through all of this. The certain things we go through, it's just it's just not it, as as Pastor KL said. It's just not God's will for our life. It, 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 God don't want us going here. It, it just really, really, I was like, no. Thank you, God, for truth. That That's all I could say. Thank you, God, for studying. My grandma used to always say, you know what, nothing beats studying. Once, once, and, and they say once you, the, the knowledge is given to you, can't nobody take that away. Because this here? I, I was done after I read that. I was like, okay, you know, it's time to shut down. What's her name? Wait, let me get her name. It's time to shut down Miss Tanjanika Lee and her son DeAndre because th- this is just a bit much. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, you know, there was this huge... Um, uh, I don't, how do I want to say it? They worked hard. Let me, let me put. Let me just say it like that. They worked hard to get that uh, Jackie Robinson statue up. Yeah, if, I don't know if you remember the story, but it was really, really a, a big issue. Um, 
and there was some battling. You know, some people didn't want it, so forth and so on. So they finally erected this statue of Jackie Robinson, and it was placed in a public park in Wichita, Kansas. Well, they say that somebody chopped the statue off from the ankle up, only leaving the cleats left, you know, on the podium. And that's how they treated (laughs) this Jackie Robinson statue. So they been hunting around for the statue and they finally found it but here's what happened there was a call in to 911 and when they showed up they found that there was something still burning and sure enough it was the Jackie Robinson um the the Jackie Robinson statue so they cut off the statue at the ankles, and you should see it. it, it they have just the ankles on the pla- on the little platform, the big shoes, and and the ankles, and they um they threw it in some type of a canister, and they commenced to burn in it. And they say that what was so heartbreaking about it was because it was right at his birthday, which was January 31st, and in the mouth of Black History Month, which started yesterday. So that was one of the things that they were really, uh, you know, kind of connecting, and they were very happy about. So they do have a GoFundMe that's set up by League 42, which were the people who originally put the statue up. So they are saying, you know, if people want to help replace it, just go to the GoFundMe page and contribute so they can put another statue up. Now, my my thought is we know it's not a wooden statue, so it has to be some type of, like, metal or, you know, something like that. And... That means that there was some work to cut this thing. They didn't just knock it down. They cut it, which meant it took a couple minutes to get this done. So mm, I guess they ain't got nobody in the Wichita, Wichita, Kansas Park who could have caught whoever was there kind of cutting this statue. So they're saying that this had to be like multiple people because this is what happens when you cut it down. It has to tilt over. Somebody's got to be able to catch it. So, mm, yeah, they're not, they're really not uh, appreciating the fact that they did this to old Jackie. All righty. Let's talk to the men, see what they think about all of this here. Uh, let's say good morning to Pastor Vinny. Good morning, Pastor Vinny. Good morning, Pastor Seth. Good How morning. How are you? I am doing I great. Over there. 
good, good, we, good. We, Glad you're joining listen. us. Y'all need to come yes. and get your cold weather. Now. <laughs> really? What's the degrees over there? How many? It is. Uh, well, it's been down to 40. Oh. Today, today I, I think we're going to 70. But uh, it, it's you know been what? a little, little roller coaster <laughs> It's been up, up and down, up and down. But wow. uh, it, it could be worse. It could be snowing. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So thanking God that there's no snow over there in Florida. And, and uh, amen again. <laughs> if you go in the 70, then that's a nice little relief from your 40. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let it right, come, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it's it's an adjustment. I know Pastor K.L. had been talking about they were down at one point to like 12 degrees. So you can imagine this <laughs> yeah. in Alabama. That must have mm. really been a shock for them. So all of you who are dealing with this cold weather who are accustomed to the warmer climate, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. that has to be some kind of an adjustment. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, wow. We had to get adjusted to the heat, too. What would you say? We had to get adjusted to the heat, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure coming from New York, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure, coming from New York, you're going to have to get adjusted to that heat. And, uh, excuse me, you're going to get adjusted to that cold, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Pastor Vinny, I got a question for you. What do you think Man. of this um, Hulu and Netflix and all of these streaming services who are now becoming concerned with, you know, the fact that, you know, their password sharing. So people in multiple houses are using the same account and uh, they feel like they want to cut this out so it can build their subscriber list. Do you think it'll happen like that? Or do you think more people will do what they did with Netflix and just walk away? I think I think today, um, you know, you, you are putting more demands on people who already have expenses, who already, you know, that things are tight all over. So if, if I got to go back to um, just looking at that regular TV and not cable, that's me right there. <laughs> it's, a, it's just another money grab. They, they, okay. They are made, they are making goo gobs of money every mm-hmm. time a, a a wrestling match, a, a, a big fight. Look what they did to the Kansas City uh, Chiefs game. Yeah, oh, they gave it to Peacock. Yeah, and, and what did Pe- Peacock do? They made millions and millions. They can go, they can go and rest their laurels for the rest of the year. <laughs> I mean, it was like over like thirty million or something like people that 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 yeah. uh, that, that purchased that. Yeah. How, how, how fair is that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's 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 not fair fair to the loyal, <laughs> you know, sports fan. Right. 
And it's everybody grabbing for your little dollar. Okay. Everybody, everywhere you look, there's no breaks. You, they just want all of your money. Yeah, yeah, and and it's true. They want to. They've already been mm-hmm. increasing prices. They've been increasing prices like crazy, and yep. they don't have a set a set um, time when they will increase the prices. They just keep increasing. So people are taking the hit, and they're dealing with the increase. And mm-hmm. you know what? Leave people alone. You know, yeah. let them. Like you yeah. said, if I'm already subscribing to you, you already get my money, whether mm-hmm. you're going up or not. You still get my money, so leave me alone. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One is enough. Enough. Right, right, right. Come on, come on. Stop being greedy. And, Stop okay. being greedy. And what is it? Is it Comstock? Comstock. The the big, the big, the big uh, Kahuna that owns all of these uh, cable subsidiaries. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know what you're talking they, about. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they making money hand over fist, and when, when they don't, you know, they're so quick to take your favorite TV show off off the air. Yep, yep. <laughs> because they, they, they can't um, come to an agreement on a contract. They yep. usually give these people whatever they ask for because they're making you again goo gobs of money. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I th- actually mm-hmm. I thought about that earlier when I was talking about this Hulu situation. Um mm-hmm. we we were t- talking about our cable bill. We yeah, we still have cable because we need the connections that we get yeah. with the cable oh, bill. Yeah. And they told Shantice that, you know, they went up because a couple of these, um, some of their networks, they went up. And so now we have to eat the increase. So you're not getting, you're not eating the increase. You put the increase back on us. So you're not paying, right, so you ain't paying you know, a whole lot of money about nothing. So go away, go away, go away. Be lucky that you got your your people and call it a day. So, what do you think about this Jackie Robinson statue? Um, not just cutting it down, but burning it. Hmm. You know, they they call Kansas. Um, Part of the so-called Bible Belt, with all these, you know, religious. You know, I got my fingers going with the quotes. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, so-called religious people. I, I, <laughs> me. <laughs> it they they getting bad for losing their their racist statues. <laughs> mm. That's that's what that's what came to my mind. All okay. the statues that they had to remove, all the the uh, Confederate flags uh, that, that, are, that are no longer flying, <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it, it's, it goes back to the big R, racism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it just it, it 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 just goes back there, you know. We want we they want to hide behind their piety. They want to. You know, be so old. 
No, come on. That that was a big statue for nobody to see it. Yeah. And it's not like you put it in, 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 in the back of your trunk. Right, right, right. Somebody's, right. somebody's driving around with a statue in the back of their pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> yep, a big one, like you said. A, a big yep. one. I mean, really, really. You know, yeah. it, it's... um. You know, this, this what 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 he did for for baseball, what he did for people of color. You know, and jealousy, just 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 jealousy and, and just pure malice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, Absolutely. They, they Kansas City, they don't Wichita, wherever they don't get a pass. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. You they, know, when I saw where it was, I was you're right, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I agree with you. When I saw where it was, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't yep. surprised. I'm not surprised. No. And like you said, I remember the big uh, talk, how hard it was for them to even get this erected. And um, mm-hmm. you've got this huge thing here. And, yeah. They they took it down and like you said it's not easy to cart that off and nobody's seeing it so they yeah. they know what they're doing they know what they're doing they know what mm. they're doing mm-hmm. well thank and, you so much and to make doing... it the symbolism okay. on his birthday close to, I'm sorry uh-huh. the, and the symbolism being close to his birthday yes yes you know yep. I mean that's that's really malicious right right and sends the message that it's intentionally done. <laughs> At yeah. this time of 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 the year, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Pastor yeah. Vinny. Thank you so much for joining us. We're gonna come back and My continue pleasure. our conversation. Always good to have I'm you on. I'm going nowhere. <laughs> All right, now that's right. That's right. Make sure you don't go anywhere. Ah, uh, let's say good morning to our Pastor KL and hear what he's got to say about some of this goings on. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Master Steph. How are you today? I am Pastor Vinny has heard one of those. No, he hasn't. That's how long you've been. I didn't get the memo. No. I didn't get the memo. (laughs) Yes. So that was nice to hear that greeting this morning. So I don't even have to ask you how you're doing because you got to be doing well to give me that this morning. Oh, my goodness. Pastor KL, we're talking about Hulu and Netflix and, you know, the fact that Hulu is joining the party and, you know, they're going after the who they're calling the password sharers where they don't want you and your grandmama, you know, in another house. 
to share, you know, the account as long as you are not living under one roof. What do you think? Do you think they need to leave people alone? Do you think that you understand, you know, where they're coming from? You know, they need to increase their subscribers. So in doing, you know, this, they are going to accomplish that goal. What's your thought? Well, well, well first of all, let me say, if it ain't free, it ain't for me. That, that, that's first of all. You know what, you know what I'm saying? If it ain't free, it ain't for me. You write that down. <laughs> I don't I don't know I mean I, I don't I don't see why this should be a problem you know if if, if me and, and, and grandma bunny you know is using the same thing somebody as long as you get paid for it it, it shouldn't matter listen as long as I pay my car insurance Steph, Pastor Steph you could drive it if you got a license you could drive it I'm right. paying for it my car insurance don't care who driving <laughs> until the, until there's an accident. That's all. Yeah. They ain't saying, hey, they ain't saying you gonna pay this month, but I need to know who's driving. They don't care who's driving until there's an accident. As long as they get their, their money. Hey, as long yeah. as you get your money, it, it, it doesn't matter who's driving. Yeah. It, it just, it's just, it's just greed, like uh, Pastor Vinny was saying, you know, another way to get, um, you know, your money, and, and no, you shouldn't, you, you really shouldn't, you really shouldn't, you know, be bothering people, because at the end of the day, if you really think you got some password sharers, to me, if you start messing with it, people are not going to pay, they'll walk away, they'll mm-hmm. walk away, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so I, I actually agree with um with you gentlemen, leave people alone, leave people alone. All righty, Pastor KL. We've got uh, this Jackie Robinson statue that got knocked down and cut down, rather, I should say. And uh, what do you think about this overgoings in Wichita, Kansas? Well, I, I think, um, you know, for lack of a better term, it's, it's a hate crime. I mean, that that was personal and malicious. You know, it's, I, I don't, it, it's just a hate crime. You know, you got mad because you had to take down the good old boy statue. And now here y'all put up a black man up there. Mm-hmm. How dare they denounce, denounce my statue, but be able to put up his. And all he did was play baseball. So, 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 because it wasn't a whip and it was a bat, then there's a problem. Ooh, he said it wasn't a whip. Oh my! Wow, that's some thought. (laughs) That's some thought. Wow. Well, I actually agree with you, um, gentlemen. You know, they really got behind them for this. uh, You know, these these uh, race racist you know, um, blatant things that they were, you know, doing, and now they're going to make us pay, if you will, and make it difficult. And, you know, of course you know it takes quite a bit of money to erect something like that. So it's like, okay, now put it back. If you want it, put it back. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost you to put it back. So, 
you know, this is continual. It, this is another way they are, you know, smacking us in the face. And, then, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, they don't realize that they're going to make it even more, um, they're going to be more determined to put it up now. Just you well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know about that because I, I think they knew what they were doing. I think that, that they knew that they'll be more apprehensive this time because, you know, in, in the average mind, in, in, in the natural mind, you would say to yourself, well, why would I give you my money? They're just going to take it down again. And they, that's the thought process they want you to have. Why build up another one? We're just going to take it down again. You know, so, so some folks are going to be apprehensive to give up that money again. Well, you might be right, but it ain't going to be that they're not going to try because they're already letting you know that they have set up a GoFundMe. So they're intending to put it back. Now, how many people contribute to it? We'll see. We'll see which way they go because it makes sense that people would be apprehensive because you're not going to take and put up things that are going to cost you money that people are going to destroy. That's like a business, you know. Um, right. You know they're not going to keep putting their money out there. We'll see. Maybe they'll relocate it. Maybe it won't be in Wichita, Kansas. Maybe it'll be someplace else. So we'll see. We'll see again another story that you know we'll 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 hear about because. Either way, oh, they're going to talk about it. Either way, we're going to get the notice that people, are either, they are either going to put it back up or they're going to leave it down. Mm. Hmm. That's, that's, well, thank you. Yes? What they need to do is go after the ones that, that perpetrated this crime. It's a crime. You know, oh, they, yeah. They got cameras. They got cameras. You, you mean no camera? Picked up, you know, somebody stuffing a statue in their trunk and driving across the city. <laughs> they, they, they need to go and go and get these people and uh, prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what, Pastor Vinny, they probably know who did it already. Uh huh. Yeah. They probably know, and they have not the good old boys, like you said. Yep. And. <laughs> They're not going to pursue this. They're going to leave it just like that. You know, let, oh. let's concentrate on them putting one back up or not. But I, oh. I agree with you. You know, they, they need that's where they need to be setting their sights on. Yeah. Right. Don't let you walk away. But you know what? <laughs> Somebody saw them, like you said, throw it in the back of the truck. They ain't said nothing then. They sure ain't going to say nothing now. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Right. All right, gentlemen. I have two two stories I want to talk about, and one is a relationship question, and I wanted to know, pick your brains as to um, what you thought about uh, this particular conversation. So there's a young lady who she start, had just started seeing this guy, and she was they decided that they were going to go out on a date. So she said she was getting dressed, waiting for him to pick her up. They had booked this dinner date, and she gets a text. And 
she says everything was going okay. As far as she was concerned, everything was going okay. They were looking forward to uh, the date. The both of them were looking forward to the date. They both had been talking about this date. And as she's getting ready and getting dressed, she gets a text. And the text says, (laughs) all right, you shallow bee, don't judge my car. I've had it since I was 18, and no one has a car in London. And she said that she was really, really taken aback. She said that he's a 30-plus man with a normal career. She said that they barely had even like a real friendship. It was only their second time getting together for dinner, and there, in her opinion, there was nothing that would have caused him to send that text. So she let she she wouldn't date him. She told him, "Never mind. She can't. She can't set the date." So I wanted to pick your two brains, or, you know, Brother Al is not on with us today, but I wanted to pick your brains and think and ask you, what do you think of that statement? And as she said, it was only their second date. Like I said, uh, they had been really talking about it and looking forward. They enjoyed the first date and were looking forward to the second date. And this is why it threw her so much when she received this particular text. Uh, Pastor Vinny, I'll start with you. Where do you think? Where, where do you think this came from? And do you think it was okay for him to send this text, or would it have been easier or better for him just to tell her he wasn't interested in dating her? Yeah, I mean, there's a missing piece of the puzzle. There's something that's not right in, in, in this uh, in this situation, you know. I mean, about his car. <laughs> I guess it must be an old car. Listen, if, if you got a car in, in some of these countries, if they get you to point A to point B, you should be grateful. But he, I don't know. It, it sounds like more like he was trying to get out of the date. <laughs> Then, then, then uh, to be with this young lady, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm tending to believe like you, he probably just didn't want to go to be with her. And, you know, when it's that, just be a man and say, well, you know, I don't think it's a good idea for us to see each other. You know, sorry if I, I misled you. Sorry if I, you know, led you on and, you know, let you think that it's something other than what it really is. Bye. <laughs> Okay. All righty. Makes sense to me. Too much extra. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me, Pastor Vinny. Pastor KL, what's your thought on this here? You know, as Pastor Vinny says, there's too many missing pieces because if this is my second date, did you not pick me up the first time? Did I not see your car the first time? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, wow, wow. Where, 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 where did this come from on the second date? Was there something <laughs> I said about the doom buggy? 
You know, I mean, what, what, what makes you be so offended at this point about your car? You know, and, and then I, I cross over to, to what Pastor Steph says. If, if I, you're just not into me, just tell me you're not into me. Don't blame mm-hmm. it on the car. Because right. if, if, if it was something I said about the car, you should have addressed it at the first date. All of a sudden, it marinated into your spiritual realm. And you figured <laughs> out that now this is not the car for, this is not the car for you? No, there, there, there's something much greater than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it it just it you know based on what she said, and again we're only hearing her side, you know of the story. But again, you know if if we've been out on this date and on our first date and everything seems to have gone well, everything you know when we left one another, you know everything was okay. Maybe we met at the uh, at the restaurant. You know, so you know, in separately, you know, um, on the first date. So I didn't see your car, or I saw your car when you were pulling off, because, uh, you know, I, I didn't go home in your car, whatever the situation is. But again, you know, if y'all been talking about this second date, why go through all of that? Why go through? Oh, I can't wait to see you. Oh, let's book, you know, uh, 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 make reservations at so and so, and all of this kind of stuff, and then only to come back with, okay, you shallow so-and-so. It's like, okay, well, if you could sense that she was shallow, why why make the date? Or, mm-hmm. Why even bother? You know, why book the the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the thing at the restaurant? So, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's on drugs. I don't know. Maybe he drinks. I don't know. Maybe he has Tourette's. I don't know. But... One thing I will say, guys, is that, to me, she dodged a bullet. Because if he's acting like this now, oh, you better believe. You better Mm -hmm. believe if they were to ever get into some kind of conversation and the exchange became, you know, hot, oh, he was going to go off. Yep, yep, Mm -hmm. Passivini, that's exactly the word. If you can do this. And I'm waiting to get, I'm waiting for you to come pick me up. We're, I'm getting dressed. I'm getting ready. And this is the text you send? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You know, he did you a favor. He did you a favor. Yes, Go ahead did. about your business. Go ahead about yes. your business and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Brother Al has just joined us. All and right. Uh, right in uh, in time to hear this. A uh, new rule and law that's going on. Now, I want to see, tell you, gentlemen, in Tennessee, mm. in Tennessee, the election officials, uh, they have pushed a new law that mandates that if a convicted felon wants to vote in order for them to get their voting rights restored that they now have to settle certain things in their life. They also have to (laughs) get 
gun rights restored before they can become eligible to vote. Now, they say the Supreme Court rule, the, yeah, the Supreme Court ruling requires the formerly incarcerated to get their full citizen rights restored before they can be eligible to vote and getting your gun rights back is a stipulation. Now, it doesn't say that they have to purchase a gun, but they have to get those rights restored. Now, they're also saying that the that in the seven months before this was implemented, they say around 200 people were approved for their voting rights, but 120 people were denied. Now, in Tennessee, all felony drug crimes and um, felonies involving violence will take away your gun rights, whether you use the gun or not. And in order to get your gun rights restored, you have to get a pardon from the governor. <laughs> and now they're including this as a, 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 a restoration requirement for you to vote. They're also saying that uh, the formerly incarcerated must also be up to date on restitution and court fees and their child support payments have to be intact in order for them to get their voting rights restored. Let's hear from our brother Al, see what he has to say. Good morning, brother Al. Chop, chop of the morning, chop of the morning. Oh, yeah, how you doing? <laughs> I'm okay, thanks, Brother Al. I'm okay. Always good to hear your voice. So what do you think? What do you think? In order to get your voting rights restored, you've got to go through a litany of, how do they, how do they put it? Wait, because I was trying to, I wanted to make sure I held on to this this verbiage. Um, oh, shucks. I lost it. But they have to make sure that all of their ducks are in a row. Let's put it like that. Oh, their full citizen rights restored. They must get all of their full citizen rights restored before they can become eligible to vote. And one of the full citizen rights is getting a gun um, license, being able to get your gun license. What do you think? That's just so crazy, like, what the gun got to do with anything? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, I'm just listening, but what the what the gun rights got to do with anything? But because I think it all comes to play. If you get everything else in order, then the gun rights should come automatic because you got everything in order. And you know, listen to the whole thing. I'm, I think it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing because I think that might have people think twice about doing crimes. But then on the other hand, you know what color they're gonna target with that? 
You know, you know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at it like, wow, like this is a good thing and it's a bad thing, you know, because they definitely going to target uh, black and brown people. They're they going to be the main target of that, you know, because majority of the jail, that's what it's filled with, you know, people being wrongly convicted or people who have done violent crimes. So it's, I'm like in the middle with that. Well, I have a question, Brother Al, because I, I need for, for you to um, help me understand. Now, give me the good part and give me, I think I got your bad part, um, that the, the brown people are going to be the ones that are going to have the hardest um, time with this. But what's, what, what would be um, something good about this? I, I, I think it would reduce crime because when people sit back and be like, Wow, you know, I gotta go through all that to get my rights back, and I gotta do this. I, I, I think it that it may it may lower crime. You know, I think people will think twice before they do some nonsense. I mean, you got some people who's bad all the way around, don't care, but you know, like the little felonies and things like that. I think that people will think twice before doing those things. Okay, all right. Thank you for for helping me understand what you were saying. All righty, uh, Pastor Vinny. What do you think about this here? I, I think I think it's it's the bottom line is that they're trying to um, discourage voters because I think a lot of people are gonna say, well, "Well, forget about all of this foolishness." You know, I'd rather I'd rather not vote <laughs> if, if that's the case. Okay, and 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 that's I think that's the real impact. That will it will have on you know black and brown people, you know the the fact that they'll, you know they'll 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 you know avoid going through all of these hoops, you know and then 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 you're through in child support, probably uh, alimony payments, probably, you know all all of these things, which which um don't have a hill of being to deal with the other, it's just it's just another way. To the to discourage uh, people of color from getting from re- restoring their right to vote. That's, mm. that's that's my feeling about it. Okay, okay, Pastor KL, what's your thought? Yeah, I, I think it's a setup. You know, when when I look at mm-hmm. it, you know, from 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 the average person in jail, you know, we as a people, we go to jail for drugs or for guns. One, 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 mm. one of the two. It, it, it ain't too many other things out of there. So here I am, just did a bid for, for, for attempting murder or something. I'm out. And I'm finally free. And now you're telling me, go get me a license so I can carry another gun? Oh, no, that's a mm-hmm. setup right there. That, right. I, I, just, I just can't, I can't see it. So, you know, as, as Pastor Vinny says, you know, it, it'll be a discourage so that we don't vote. Listen, I was... I was a thousand dollars, a thousand. I know that sounds a lot to a lot of people, but I was a thousand dollars behind on child support. They took my license. They 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 took my passport. You know what wow. I mean? And I was a thousand dollars behind. And the only way I could drive is I had to prove that I had a job, and I could only drive on those particular hours. It was a stipulation license that I got. So yeah, these folks, these folks are getting you. Wow. You know, so I I I understand, you know, the black ball situation, and I and again I say this is a setup. 
I just got out of jail yeah. for a gun. The last thing I want to see is a gun because, listen, even being in jail, you're institutionalized. But gun is all yeah. I know. So, so now mm-hmm. you're telling me that I can have one now? Oh, no, I'm going to do what I do with it. Right. Man, yeah. got to eat. Yeah. And, and this, is, this is a setup in so many ways. I, I have seen, um, I see exactly what you, you guys are talking about. I don't see it as um, any other thing but a setup in so mm-hmm. many ways. You are really trying to suppress the voters, the amount of voters, and the fact of the matter is people are becoming disenchanted with voting, period, period. because of the, of the options. And now for those who are willing to still vote or who are interested in voting, you now make it difficult even more so for them to vote where they know people are going to throw their hands up. It doesn't take a whole lot for people who have been incarcerated, people who are lower income, people who are poor, to throw their hands up in the first place. Because you, you really can't get them out to, to the voting booth anyway. So now all you got to do is throw a little monkey wrench up in there. And it's like they shrugged their shoulders. Oh, well, they said I can't vote no way. You know, so, you know, look at who you're targeting. You're targeting the incarcerated. Again, mm-hmm. people who are in Tennessee. And people who are in Tennessee. <laughs> really, y'all? You know, this yeah. this is so easy. As my father would say, Ray Charles could see this one. And, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm looking at something here, and it says, despite the Tennessee legislature's clear intent to create meaningful pathways for voting rights restoration, the Elections Division, with help from the Attorney General's office, continues to twist the law into tortured knots to prevent the 475,000 Tennesseans including over 20% of voting age black Tennesseans with past felony convictions from voting. So you know out of them 475 Tennesseans, 475,000, excuse me, yo, how how many of those are already people in trouble with the law? How many of those are already, um, like Pastor Kale said, they ain't got no rights or ID or the ability to drive or whatever because they didn't pay child support or they, mm-hmm. they you know, they're on the lower income side, so they don't even go out and and, and pursue things. You know, they know exactly what they're doing. They know mm-hmm. exactly what they're doing. But here's here's a bigger question that I've had. For quite a few years, I've had this question, and I want to talk about this a little bit, especially because we know that, you know, males, you know, occupy uh, the largest uh, portion of the the, the prisons, and Mm -hmm. this has always been something that's kind of gnawed at me. So I'm going to read this to you. 
One of the Senate speakers says this. Overall, I'm not in favor of felons voting. I think they've committed a serious crime, serious offense against the state. And until they're out of jail and either been pardoned or exonerated for what they did, then they forfeit that right. And that has been something that has been gnawing at me for years. You you get convicted of a felony. Now, while they're in jail, they cannot vote. They do not allow them to vote while in jail serving time. However, when they come out of jail, you would think that they are given the opportunity to vote because you've served your time. We're not talking about whether you're on parole or not. If you're on parole, that's still something different because part of you is still serving you know, your sentence. But we're talking about right. people who have completely served their time. If you have ever been convicted of a felony, you are not allowed to ever vote again. And I wanted to know what you gentlemen thought of that. And listening to the Senate speaker say this out of his own mouth, that if you get out of if you get out of jail, in order for you to be able to vote, you will have had to serve your your term. You would have to get out of jail and then be pardoned or exonerated for what you served that time for in order for you to be able to vote. Brother Al, what do you think about that? Man, I think I think it's crazy. Um, I agree with Pastor Kells' setup because, again, they know majority of the people in prison is, is black and brown. So they don't want us to vote anyway. And then you got some of us crazy folks who feel that our vote don't count anyway. So it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, and, and I agree, like, what you said from the jump, okay? You know what? I served my time. I gave this city my time. I did the crime. I served my time. I'm out now. I'm a free man. So, yes, I should have my voters right back. Now, I, now with the guns and stuff like that, okay, you know, yeah, you maybe you should have to work hard to get, on, get back on that because of the crime that you committed. But other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm free. I should, I should get my you know my folks right back. Okay, okay. Brother Al has spoken. Pastor Vinny, what say you? I'm with I'm with Brother Al, and uh, good to hear you, Brother Mister. Um, but um, it's like double jet. It's like you're, you're doing double time. You did you did the crime. You did the time. You know you 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 you. you you went down to, to the last day, and you're released. All of your rights should come with you. All of your rights should come with you. You know, and 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 um, that's 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 it. It's like it's like that guy that comes out. You know, after serving ten years, the world outside is a different place. He can't he can't get a job. His family might not want nothing to do with him anymore or or his family has moved on as well. So so he is really put put 
in what they call it, a trick bag, a trick box. He's really put in a situation that that causes him to. I mean, if he was a a crook, he he, he going back to finding doing what he know best to eat, just to eat. He has to do that, and so to, to further put these stipulations on him, it it is just that much more depressing and frustrating for him. It's it's a setup. It's a setup. That's why there's so many repeat offenders. They 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 just trying to live and can't. Okay. All righty. Well Pastor KL, your brothers have spoken. What's your thought on whether felons should be or past felons? Well, they're looking at them as being a felon forever. Um, Once a felon, always a felon. That's pretty much what's being said. And you cannot vote if you were ever convicted of a felony. Well, my thing would be this. Okay, I done did my time. You know, you done smacked me on the hand. You done beat me. I done did my time. Now now you say, we're going to put you back to society. But I don't benefit from the whole society. I, I can only be in the corner of, of society. We'll put you back out, but you can't do this. We'll put you back out, but you can't eat steak because you know what? You was used to eating spam, so why should you eat steak now? So you can't benefit from the freedom anymore because you've been institutionalized. So, so then why did I do my time? You know, so, so, so let's look at a child. When, 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 when a child um, does bad at school, we take away the Xbox. We take away the PlayStation. But, but when, when he starts doing good again and, and his privileges are given back to him, we don't say because you did bad at school, you can never play Xbox again. You can never do this again. So, so how do you put me back in society? My punishment is over, but yet I can't have the privileges anybody else has. Mm, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I got another question for you guys. I have another question for you guys. This is a little different, a little different. So you're in jail. Now, if you're on, if you're in jail, and or they have you locked up, they have the, the detainees. Let me use the, the the word that they use. If you're a detainee, you are given a voting ballot. But if you're serving time. You are not allowed to vote. Now, here's what I want to add to this question. You're voting for people who have say over what goes on in the prisons. You're voting for people who have say over what goes on with prisoners. Should you be allowed to vote while, after you've been convicted and are serving time, Brother Al? Okay, so you're saying um, uh, while, you, while being convicted and serving time, should you be able to vote? Right, because you're vo- voting, I'm adding in the fact not, I, I didn't want to leave it just there. 
um, I want to add in the fact that the people that are on this ballot, they are speaking for the conditions that are in the prisons, and they're speaking for the treatment and the privileges of prisoners. So should the prisoners have an opportunity to vote for those people who are going to have say over their conditions and them? Wow, that's a good one. But, um, <clears throat> hmm. I'm going to go with, uh, um, no, they, they shouldn't. Again, you go to prison, you lose rights, and you're serving time. Now, once you get out and you want to vote on it, I think you can. But, again, you, you did a crime, and you have to pay. You know, like, you just you got to pay for what you did. So you go to crime, you lose your rights. When you get out, they should be restored back that you should be able to vote. But if you locked up, um, I don't think you should be voting. I think you can write a letter to people saying, hey, look, this is how they treat us in here. But I, th- I think you should lose your rights until, until you get out. Once you get out, now you got the right to vote. Okay. Okay. All right, Br- uh, Pastor Vinny. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with Brother Al. Um, once once you finish, once you finish your sentence, everything you should be totally restored. Not 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 a halfway point, but totally restored after after you've done your time, or 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 over pardoned or, or something of that nature. But um, you know. That, that's the deterrent. That, that should be the deterrent. That we are going to lose your, you're going to lose your rights. So, so giving you something else to think about before you commit crime. Okay. All righty. Yeah. Pastor KL. Pastor KL, are you talking to the mute button? <clears throat> yeah, I'm here. So, so. So let me understand this. He's out I, have answer, crime. I wanna I wanna make sure I'm understanding. So the, the the inmates are voting on on the status on the inside? Yes. While on, on you while you're serving your, your time. Why, why, why the question serving? is yeah. right, while you're serving your time. Yes, that's the question. But 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 the question is uh, do they have a right to vote with the people who's talking about what we're doing on the inside of jail? Yeah, because I mean, if you All think about it, yeah, that's that's yeah, exactly yeah. No, 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 who no, no, you're I... voting for. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I think they should have a right. I, I I think they do because listen, no matter what I did, I'm still human. You know what I'm saying? And 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 no matter what goes on, you know, I care about me, whether you care or not. Listen. So let, let let's put it, and, and this might be a little little strict for some people to understand, but we had Trump. And Trump put us in, in jail of our mind. You know what I'm saying? We, we've been incarcerated with a whole lot of stuff from Trump. So, so, so now that I'm, I'm able to vote again, did I not vote to get Trump out of here because I don't like what he did to me before? Now you put me in prison and I've done nothing wrong. So, so I don't have the right to say, hey, listen, we can't do Trump again because I'm living in this house. And listen, they don't take my money. They done did this. 
Now the racism is, is even more greater than it's ever been. No, I got a right. Why, 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 why should I be detained when I've done nothing wrong? Or even if I've done something wrong, it's still my life. So, so you can kill me and treat me less of because I committed a crime? No, you, you still can't do that. You, the state got to still take care of me. Okay, okay, okay. Well, the gentlemen have spoken. I did not weigh in on either question, and I'm going to hold off on my uh, my opinion until I do my closing. But I want to say, as always, you men give us real thoughts, uh, some real <laughs> thought-provoking statements, um, and comments, and opinions, and we are grateful to God for you, and we pray you have a wonderful weekend. And uh, stick around and hear what Pastor Steph uh, thinks, whether I agree or disagree with you, gentlemen. But thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed weekend. You better agree with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you convicted felon. <laughs> you better not go. You better not go to jail, my brother. <laughs> oh my goodness! Love you guys. Oh, thank you. Love you too. Thank you guys. Okay, have a wonderful one. Oh my goodness gracious! All righty, let's get this benediction before Pastor Steph weighs in on. The the uh, these uh, inmates or whomever should have voting rights. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Second Thessalonians two, sixteen, seventeen. All righty. So, the first question was, should, get my thing. the first question was, should a person who has served their time, whether they were convicted of a felony or not, should they be able to vote after they have served their time? Because they have they are stripped they are completely stripped once you are once you've been convicted of a felon felony even one time that is one um one 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 ability if you will um you don't get back at all and that is something that is across the board it is not just a state thing it is kind of across the board so um, you know, they, they've served their time and it doesn't matter because when they get out, they lose the privilege to vote. I think it's atrocious. I think it's disgusting. I think if I've served my time, you've already made me stay in jail, you know, however long, um, I've done my time. It's, it's time to give me back my privileges. You should not have the right to stop me from voting. So that means that because if you want to look at it and say, well, this person made a mistake, or if you want to say it was intentional, either way you want to look at it, but do I pay for that decision for the rest of my life? So let's just say it's a mistake you made, um, and, you know, you're remorseful. It, it, none of that matters because that's what you did when you were 25 and here you are 65 75 and you 
still in all those years, you have not been able to vote. They don't even give you a certain amount of time. So in other words, okay, so 10 years after you've been convicted or served time, you now get these privileges restored. No, it is never restored. Okay, so I I personally weigh in on the side of it's absolutely disgusting for you to tie up a person's life for the rest of their life where they don't get to have a say over what's going on with their life, their children's lives, whether I've gone and, and I've now become a, a, a good citizen, um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I will forever be held as a felon. Um, the second question is, while I'm in jail, I have, I have been convicted of this felony, and I am in jail serving this time, whether I'm serving three years, 10 years, 20 years, 25 years, it doesn't matter the amount of time, but as long as I'm in jail, I am not allowed to vote Period, because I've been convicted of a crime, and that's my punishment. I think that's atrocious. I believe that, listen, and, and Pastor K.L. said it one way, you know, so I don't have a say over what goes on in my life, so now I get to watch you further destroy my life forever and ever, amen. You didn't lock me up, which I should have gotten locked up, so I'm now doing my time. I don't have a say over what what goes on in my life while I'm in jail. I don't have a say of what goes on when I come out of jail. This is them locking you up mentally, emotionally, and physically. There is no way in the world, and I get it. I get the fact that, and I don't necessarily disagree that, you know, certain privileges should be taken away. Well, if you're in jail, a whole lot of privileges are taken away. So they've already gotten or getting out of you or restricting you in more ways than one. But when you go to the, to the, to the level of saying that this this nation can be run any old kind of way. So if you have someone in, in place right now who cares nothing about the prison system, who cares nothing about the prisoners, I don't have a say over this. And I think that's the way we need to look at this. Would we agree in any other circumstances? that a person should not have a say over their life. I should absolutely have an opportunity to vote for the president. The president has everything to do with what happens in the prison system, whether it gets trickled down to a commissioner locally or whatever the situation is. The government still has a say over what happens in the prison system. So why shouldn't that individual who is serving time have an opportunity to say, yo, I agree or I don't agree? If you have a person 
who's getting out in a certain amount of time. So for argument's sake, you have someone in office for four years. I'm coming out in a year into your term. So I've been affected while I was inside, and I'm going to be affected for three years after I get out under your regime. Now, when we go back for re-election, or if he or she should go back for re-election, I don't get a chance to say, well, I liked the treatment in prison, and I think that person did a good job. And he looked out for the prison system, looked out for the prisoners, or they were atrocious and trashy, and we need to get them up out of there because these are the these are the things that you know they we suffered with because of a person like this in office. We can't strip people from everything. You cannot strip a person from their voice. One of the last things I would like to say is. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Because God does not treat us according to our iniquities. Bible tells us that. That when we get smashed and we are so hurting, <laughs> let's be grateful, y'all. Because if we're suffering consequences and that's God's 70%, then we surely couldn't handle 100 and God understands that we are still human beings. He has not forgotten that we are remorseful. He has not forgotten about forgiveness. He has not ever said we don't get another chance. Forget about that second chance thing. He has never left any of us where we could not come back. Woo! He has never stripped us of the opportunity to come back. Thank you, God, for Jesus. There's your mercy and your grace. When We wouldn't be here right now if God said no. That's it. Even the people in prison since we're talking about the prisoners, even the people in prison who they are dealing with their consequences, God still works on their behalf. God still blesses them. God still gives them another opportunity to get it right. They are still allowed to accomplish certain things on the inside. And I get it. I get it. You know, certain things they get. You know, they get to get an education. They get to get degrees. And, you know, they get to watch cable TV. And I get it. I definitely get it. But, I, uh, again, I think we, we, I don't think we need to globally say it's punishment. And I, I want to offer a different way to look at this today. Should we say globally you have no say because you've committed this crime and you're under the consequence and punishment of your crime? Do we snatch away everything? Do we take the human element away? Do we take your freedom of speech away? Because we committed a crime, does it make us wrong in everything? 
Just because we committed a crime, should we be ultimately stripped of everything? Because in essence, that's what we're saying. In essence, to say that I don't have a, 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 an ability to vote over what goes on in the very prison system that I must live in for the next 20 years is really not humane. And I think for those of us who have given our lives to God, I think if we start comparing how God treats us, did God smash us and just steal away or remove all of the all of our ability? No. There's always a chance to come back. And if we think about it, are we worsening the punishment as man? Are we worsening the punishment when we strip, further strip, from what they've already what's already been removed from them? So they've gotten certain several things removed from them. Do we now take that an extra step? Do we have the right to take it to the next step? Just because we do, and just because man says that we have the right, do we as people of God also join in and say, yeah, we're we, we, we not going to give you nothing? And I, I want to offer that as a different way to look at it. I'm not trying to change your mind, but I'm trying to offer just another way of looking at it. And I, I, I was actually very happy to hear, um, you know, at least one person, you know, kind of go in the direction that I was thinking and, and pretty much say what was on my mind. And this has been something that's been troubling me for a while when I heard quite a few years ago that when you come out of jail, you can't vote. And I was like, what? Well, you served your time already. Okay, well, that's one level. That's one level. That's one fight, you know, to have. But when, you know, think about when Obama was going into office or they were trying to, you know, we were trying to put him in and how that would have benefited. Or like Pastor K.L. said, when Trump was going in, how many of those people could have said no. Think about how we may have won that fight had there been more people who could have voted, who saw that Trump was not going to be any good for us. Do we run that risk? That's what we do. When we tell you you can't, that's what happens. So, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll kind of brought in our thought and, and see things a little differently and, and again at the end of the day really compare it to what God does with us and I, I, I definitely give God thanks for what he's done in my life and how he has not smashed me uh, in several areas and how you know what guess what Whew, thank you God <laughs> that I still had some say over my life, you know, I think about when I got in, in, in trouble. We were talking about this the other day when I like the, the stupid stuff went on, and you know, they said to me, you know, you got a year. 
You have a year. If you don't do anything for a year, if you keep the slate clean for a year, we're going to seal this record so that it's never open again and you don't ever have to worry about it again. And I walked off saying, well, you know what? I've lived 39 years of, of you know, crime-free behavior, so I'm not worried about, you know, this one year. What would have happened had they implemented that type of a rule? Well, while this year is open for you, Stephanie, you can't vote, you can't this, you can't that. Because you know what? They can do stuff like that. Oh, did they pass all these other kind of stupid laws? They can do stuff like that. You don't even got to be a felon. But just because you got into some stupid trouble, and we really don't know whether you did this or not, but we're willing to give you a year on this thing. What would have happened had something like that been in effect for a person who had not really done anything? I hadn't done what they had been accusing me of. You know, but the circumstances were, the, you know, were the way they were. And I think about, you know, how I had to toe the line. I had to make sure I really didn't do anything in this year's time. I had to really put my thought to it. So, Stephanie, don't you jaywalk, Stephanie. Don't you do anything, Stephanie. Make sure you, everything is, every bag you walk into a store with is zipped up because you don't want nobody dropping nothing in your bag or nothing falling over in your bag. And now you get to the door and they stop you. And now they bring this case up that has nothing to do with the, you know, with, 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 with what's going on in your life. I had to make a conscious, you know, effort to just even those stupid little things that, you know, can happen. I'm like, okay, I, I need to make sure it stays clear because they can exact all kinds of stupid stuff. And I think about when you're under the watchful eye like that and how that, how uncomfortable that feels and how unfair it is. And think about the people who have spent 20 and some odd years in jail and they were not really guilty. Think about all their rights. If they gave them $8 trillion, it could not restore what was removed from them. So maybe had they been able to vote while they were in jail, maybe they could have ended up being exonerated a little earlier because they could have gotten somebody in office who paid a little more attention to some of the plight that was going on when there was no DNA and when things slipped through the cracks and how they ended up in jail for no reason. Could they have had some say that would have made a difference in their life? Absolutely. So let's give God thanks that we are on this side of the law and we are granted mercy and grace in life. And God does not treat us according to our sin. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing up, and I want to thank my due time crew, our guys, our gentlemen, our men, for holding it down and blessing us today. Thank you for hanging out with us all week long and helping us do what we do. 
Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until Sunday, God spares, where we're in the Word Prayer Project room. Come on in the room and hear what we're praying about. Until then, God spare our life. I love you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.